Trash Can TV presents Spouse Switch. On tonight's episode of Spouse Switch, two wives will be swapped with each other and going into different worlds. Our first spouse comes from Houston, Texas. Katie Williams is a mother of three, and along with being a mother of three, they're also clowns. Katie believes that all of her kids should express how they feel and how they should be. Well, how I personally feel is I feel that my kids should be examples in the society that you can look however you want, make a living, and you can do what you want, make a living. That's that's what I tell them every day. You live your dream, you live your life, and that's that's the biggest thing. She'll be swapping with another spouse, Genevieve Martin, who is from New York, New York. Genevieve believes that kids should be seen and not heard, and also believes that facial expressions are not allowed in her household. She doesn't believe in smiling or any other type of makeup or face paint. Listen now, if my kids get out of line, I'll tell you this much. They get locked in the dungeon. You hear me? The dungeon. I have my own dungeon in my basement, and I'm just saying, kids, they need to be in line. They need to be in their uniforms by 5 a.m. sharp. They need to have their crease-made beds. And I mean that itch fold. If I don't have the itch fold, we will have a problem. I'm just saying, the best regiment is the military regiment. That's what I say. That's how you raise kids. Can these two spouses live in each other's world and survive? Tune in to Spouse Switch to find out. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Chris, I used to love that show. I mean, there was uh, Wife Swap, Spouse Swap, whichever one it was. I used to love that show. Yeah, there is always that stereotypical Southern person on there, whether, and usually most of the time, the Southern person is like very strict from what I remember, but. They typically are, um, or they're extremely lenient. I mean, if you remember that King Curtis character, I love that character. But, like, his household was extremely lenient. They let him eat chicken nuggets and bacon all the time. If you have not seen King Curtis Wife Swap, YouTube it, my friends, because it is comedy gold. But that show was good. It was very typical 2000s. But, uh, hey, it's episode 24, man. What you thinking? Man, I sh- I'm thinking right now I should see if we can get that on the on the website. You know, maybe a few seasons of some Wife Swap or something on there. Great stuff. Well, we are welcoming all those that are listening. We thank you for listening to us. Hey, we have people in Hawaii. We have people in Florida, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nova Scotia, uh, California, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Where else do we have some listeners? Uh, Ohio. Definitely, we got Florida. We got our mainstays, Georgia, Texas. Texas is our big one, right? Uh, New, you already said New Mexico, right? I think so. I said Albuquerque. Yeah, Washington, Oregon, all those are, I mean, we got we got a bunch of folks. Brussels, Belgium, especially. I think we got another listener, like, in the Middle East area. It looked like in the, like, the Jordan or is Israeli area, so that's cool. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, and something else, too. We can't uh, leave out Singapore. Singapore has been red hot here lately. They've been listening a lot. Yeah, they're probably listening while they're working. But uh, yeah, welcome to all of those that are returning. If you're new, 
welcome. The way this works is each donut is a different segment, and we like to start off with our first one, which is our old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. And if you guys if you guys have been listening for a while, uh, you will know that Mike and I moved from Georgia to Texas. About it's been almost ten years, man. Almost ten years. It's weird to think about that it's been almost ten years, but yeah, we almost uh, we went out there, and you you probably heard a little bit about the stories from um, when we first got there, some of the things that we did. Uh, we're just going to talk about some of the things that we did in Lubbock, just kind of the side piece stuff that we uh, we kind of explored, and some of the stuff that we did early on. Kind of give them a recap of that first year, I think while we were here because we have a lot of interesting story from that first year that we lived here yeah we uh, we literally started that job boot corral so if you listened before and um, heard about us working there um, that's when we started that job so it's within that first year that and um, actually Chris had a couple of jobs that first year I only had one I believe well yeah I only had one starting off so whenever I first got to Lubbock we got there on a, I think, Sunday, and I got a job on a Thursday, so I got a job, like, in four days, so I was a wait, or I actually started off as a busboy at a restaurant, and I just worked there through the summer, and then I really wanted to work at Boot Corral uh, with Micah, and so Micah somehow got me hired on. I kind of, like, kicked kick down the door to get in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. It, it took a little finesse, but hey, we, we got them in there, and it was it was really fun. Uh, some of the, like, I, you know, we've talked about this before, Chris, but some of the funnest times we did have was in the back room of that boot corral, and uh, some of the people that we met over there, we've talked about some of these characters, but um, it, was, it was kind of that love-hate relationship, you know? It was fun back there, but I don't miss that work, you know what I mean? I don't miss it either, but one of the funniest things that i guess we had to learn about lubbock was lubbock is full of dust storms and what they call their dust storms out here is haboobs and i'm telling you these dust storms are so bad that it'll make the sky pitch black like dust just covering everything like you almost get blown away literally and so at the end of the day at boot corral we would have to throw our trash in the dumpster and the dumpster pickup would only be like maybe once a week so once it started getting full, we had to get creative on how to fit all that trash in the dumpster. So we would have to jump on the trash and squish it down. Yeah, and luckily we all, you know, we had this dumpster to our own. So it was only like boxes, but still we would jump up and down on the trash. But I remember there were several times where, you know, the wind's kicking up. We're out there in the dust and, the, you know, all that stuff. And I, don't, I really don't know why. I think it was just because this was us at, or this was me at age 18. I know for sure. But, you know, this whole thing is happening, and there's customers walking in the store, and this is, like, you know, on the side of the store. For some reason, we thought it would be funny to yell at them, go, oh, boo, get inside. It's dangerous. And we'd be yelling at them and all sorts of stuff, just, like, goofing off. But, uh, yeah, it was weird, though. I will say this. Something about Boot Corral was they would literally, the worst weather, people would love to come shop. I have no clue why. Like in the middle of those 
those haboobs, those dust storms, if you think about it, I remember a lot of people pulling up during that thing. Well, you know why people do that, right? It's because they don't have to go to work. So they're like, oh, yeah, I got the day off. Let's go. Oh, it was especially the worst when those cotton farmers, whenever it rained a whole bunch, because they, especially, like, they couldn't do anything, or especially, like, planting season and stuff. Oh, they would just come in there and, you know, if you've listened to the show a lot here as well, you know, we'll do, um... We'll do the coffee shop bit, at, you know, during our improv segment. And it's a lot like that. You know, these old farmers would just come in there and be like, yep, yep, can't put it in the ground. Nope, can't put the seed in the ground. But they would just come in there to look because they, they got nothing else going on. That and when it snowed. I used to hate it when it was snow and ice. Like, you would barely get there. You'd be passing, like, eight-car pileups and all sorts of stuff. And bam, you know there'd be a store full of people waiting on you, and you would expect there'd be nobody around. Yeah, we also attended church and uh, there, not at Boot Corral, but uh, we attended church <laughs> uh, in Lubbock. And so when we first got there, it was very interesting because we met a whole bunch of we- weird and interesting people. Um, some of them should not be named, but uh, we met we met different people at the college group and uh one guy was named Mikey G. Shout out to Mikey G. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. I'm still friends with him right right to this day. But um, do you remember that time that because uh, Micah was a year younger than me. And so Micah was a senior in high school and I was already out of high school. And so we Micah would go to youth and I would volunteer in youth and Micah was still a youth leader. But so afterwards. They all the youth leaders were like, "Hey, we're all gonna go out to eat," and uh, Micah was like, "Okay, cool. Like, I'll tag along. Like, where y'all, where are you guys going?" And uh, I was like, "Man, I don't know. Let me go find out." And I remember go ask, going to ask, and they like pulled me aside. They were like, "Yeah, Micah can't go because he's a senior in high school, and uh, he's still he's still in high school, so he can't go with us." And I remember being like, "Well, shoot, if he's not going." I'm not going. So you guys have fun by yourself. I was like, I wasn't going to leave my friend. Yeah, Chris is always a stand-up guy. He's a he's a he always be doing stuff like that. But anyways, see, I didn't even know that happened until years later. We were on a camping trip, and you told me that. I was like, I didn't even know that happened. I didn't even remember that. To be honest. Yeah, I'm probably you were. I'm probably sure that you were just like, yeah, like why aren't you going out to eat? And I was like, oh, there goes some of my labor. I don't know. I didn't want to tell you because that's kind of like I don't know. I didn't want you to feel like you were holding me back or like he's not going because of me and this and that. So Oh, I probably would have been like, Oh, these these people <laughs> a little bit sharper words than that, but Do you remember that time do you remember that time that uh it got really bad icy in a snowstorm and we were hanging out with zaccaroni and cheese and uh we were like you know, we were just sitting around and we were like, you know what would be cool? If we went to Target and got some lightsabers and we had a lightsaber fight on the playground yes we did and i will say this lubbock had this playground at the time and it's been torn down now and i've heard there's plans to rebuild it but i don't know man like in georgia they didn't have playgrounds like this but they had it was called legacy play park and it was a it was a dope place they had these like rope bridges man if i was a kid i would have loved that place shoot when i was a teenager i thought that place was dope when i was 19 i thought it was dope uh you remember I well Micah and I I think you've heard you guys have heard this before but Micah and I when we first got there we also had to share a room uh because his grandpa lived 
took the other room while he was living with us. And man, weren't those some interesting times? Yeah, those are some interesting times, especially because some of us would uh, get home extremely late. Uh, it it kind of took turns, and uh, yeah, it, it just wasn't a good situation. Like I love my boy Chris, but sharing a room for a few nights that's okay. But sharing a room full time. Two dudes need their space. I don't care who they are. Uh, I also remember that we would sneak out to go get Burger King because anytime we tried to leave anywhere, the people that we li- live with, aka Micah's uh, donors, would be like, "Be like, oh, where are you going? Where are you going?" And we were like, "We're just going out to go to Burger King." And they were like, "At nine o'clock at night." And I was like, "Well, I'm hungry. Like, what's wrong with that? I'm spending my own money." Oh, just to talk mess for a minute. Do you remember? So they wouldn't buy us the stuff that we wanted to eat. Now that I think back about it, it was it was like all stuff that I wouldn't. I think I'm burnt out on now, like ramen noodles and um, like it different stuff like that. But I remember they wouldn't like buy that for us. So we went out and bought our own groceries one time, and it just all was in the pantry. And oh, were they mad? They were like, "Oh, you just gonna buy your own groceries?" It was like, "Yep." Well, they never had any snacks there, man. Like they never had. So like, anytime you got hungry in the middle of the night, that's why we went to Burger King because we were like, "Man, we're hungry." Heck yeah! Oh, and also shout out Miss Debbie. You kept us alive during those uh, first few months there by sending us those care packages with all those candies. And all the, I remember there was fudge in one of them. It was great. I was like, I was like, oh, your mom sent a package. It's like, heck yeah. Yeah, it was uh, two teenage boys living their best life. Uh, you got any other stories from that time that kind of stick out to you? All I remember, man, is we went to Roses a little too much. Roses is like a, um, it's a like a cafe place. Um, it's like a Tex-Mex it, cafe place. Yeah, Tex-Mex cafe. It's way better than Taco Bell. But uh, has and it, there was always Taco Tuesday. Yep, there was Taco Tuesday. But it's like a, you know, it's it's pretty much a, like, would you classify it as fast food? It pretty much is, but it's not. It is, it is, but it's like upper echelon fast food, if that makes sense. Like it's not. It's got a drive-through, but it's not like bad food. So, but yeah, we loved the Mexican food when we first got there. But that's what that's what I remember, man. Was the dust storms getting used to all that? It rained mud a couple times. Yeah, it was interesting. Interesting times, but yeah, love it. You also can't forget about all the Texas Tech football games that we went to. And That uh, is true. We learned that the student section there, um, they're a bit of a fan base, and so they like to throw tortillas at the opposing team, and sometimes batteries. Yeah, and other things. Um, I remember there was one time they dumped trash all over the field that was great i remember you painted your body like all red one time like you like showed up and it was kind of like chilly and everything but like you were all decked out face was painted red arms were painted red i remember that yeah i i used to go all out for that stuff man i'm a little bit more low-key now it's nice to just enjoy it instead of being crazy about it yeah it was cool they that was when uh texas tech was fairly decent and so they had some good games it was fun i just remember i think the first game that we went to it was against uh, texas christian and i just remember the t-shirt it was raider red grilling up the frog because that's tcu's mascot and it was like tastes like chicken that's what it that's what they said that was a good game because they were in the top 25 and ended up beating them it was a fun year to go um, I remember we had to miss a game, though, because of uh, certain people at Old Boot Corral and us having to work. But, you know, is what it is. I remember uh, sitting back there and listening to the game online or 
through the radio. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, Tech will be good this this year. That's that's what I'll say to that. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got on when we first got to Lubbock in that first year. Well, that's all I got too. So I guess we're jumping into the Jelly Donut, which is our jail report. All right, I got some good stories for us today. Yeah, let's get the jail report. What's going on? All right, well, this first one, this happened actually a long time ago. And when I say a long time ago, like seven years ago, but this man got arrested for riding on the side, riding on the sidewalk with chalk. Sorry, that's kind of a tongue twister. Riding on the sidewalk with chalk. What did he say? Apparently, he just wrote some stuff about the police. Um, he did not have some good things to say about police. And this happened in Las Vegas, Nevada, and so he was writing stuff about, I guess, maybe F the police or what, but he got arrested for it. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I'd be interested to see exactly what he wrote, but um, police, if you make them mad, they'll arrest you for anything. Well, they threw it out because, obviously, it infringes on the First Amendment right, uh, freedom of speech. So they threw it out, and I guess they passed a law. Um, this was before a law was passed about, you know— getting arrested for riding stuff on the sidewalk but he got it got dismissed well at least it got dismissed because that's pretty stupid all right this next one all right this guy was in high school and he had a i guess quote-unquote rock star day at school where they could dress up like rock stars so all of his friends dressed up like members of the band kiss um and so this guy had to run a few errands before school including a trip to the bank Apparently, the bank manager didn't take too kindly to a Gene Simmons lookalike sitting in front of his bank before it opened. He called in a robbery in progress, and he looked up from eating his breakfast sandwich to see 20 cop cars swarming around him, guns drawn and screaming at him to get out of the car and to get on the ground. They handcuffed him and made him stand outside of the bank until they verified the story and then realized that he wasn't robbing the bank. He said, lesson learned, don't go to the bank dressed as Gene Simmons. So this guy got arrested just for looking suspicious, I guess. Don't don't go to the bank looking any type of way, man. You know, I've even heard, like, don't go in there with hats on, with sunglasses on, like, looking conspicuous, like, you know, looking weird at all because they'll be on to you. So I, I've heard all that stuff. But, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I, I mean, I can understand from the bank manager's perspective He's sitting there, and, you know, you're waiting for the bank to open, and you see this dude in a Gene Simmons costume. And, and, you know, most people know Kiss, but, you know, the black and white face paint, and Kiss is pretty, you know, depending on the outfit, they're it's pretty outlandish looking. So, and people who rob the bank normally are in disguise like that. So. All right, this one happened in England, uh, or the UK, and this was right at, around the time that Princess Diana died, and so she got buried. Um, and so this uh, lady was walking home from the bar and she was like walking past the grave and she accidentally dropped something in the flowers on the grave. Um, this was 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, the lady was trying to find it and some cops came along and uh, arrested her because they thought that they were trying or this lady was trying to, I guess, steal Princess Diana's gear or something. She got escorted away. And uh, she never retrieved what she had lost. But the police were like, put her in handcuffs and were like, hey, you need to get out of here. Because they thought she was a grave robber or something. This is just a side note, but I've never understood like the royal family and all this other stuff. 
Because if that was somebody else's grave, they wouldn't care, right? They probably wouldn't have cared if somebody was just rummaging through it. But You're saying you don't know why people are so obsessed with it? Yeah, I'm not sure why these people are so special. I mean, they come from a long lineage of so-called royalty, but what does that really make them, right? I mean, do we should we really be arresting people for dropping stuff on their, <laughs> you know, their grade side by accident? Yeah. They're, people are just weird like that. But All right, here's this next one. Um, so this kid shared a story from, or I guess not a kid anymore, he's an adult. And he shared a story. He said, when I was 13, I got suspended from my school for graffiti. Encouraged by this, this success, he decided to take his graffiti skills to the streets and was immediately caught and arrested. To make matters worse, he was arrested on the night before uh, his final Latin exam. The cops called my mom to inform her that her son was a juvenile delinquent who was currently handcuffed to a table down at the local police precinct. And without skipping a beat, she responded, well, does he have his Latin textbook with him? He has an exam tomorrow. So the, the mom was like more worried about her son failing her Latin, failing the Latin exam rather than uh, being arrested. She was like, well, I guess while you got him down there, might as well be studying. Yeah, moms are weird sometimes, especially... Yeah, I, I don't know. Some moms be like that, though, to where they're like, well, he better be studying at least if he's down there. Exactly. It sounds like a Latina mom. No lie, though. That's That sounds like something a Latina mom would say. All right, uh, this next one. Uh, four students at a university stole the Ronald McDonald statue from the local McDonald's. They're currently in jail waiting arraignment for their charges of felony theft and waiting an expulsion from, uh, from the college. Uh, needless to say, these people were freshmen. So, little bit of context for you guys that don't know in uh, McDonald's and and in the Walmarts that had McDonald's they used to have Ronald McDonald statues and a bench and you could sit down next to Ronald McDonald uh, and you know take a picture or just chill that was something that was kind of big in the 2000s well apparently these four freshmen stole the Ronald McDonald I don't know how they did that it sounds like a, uh, a fraternity rush prank or something like that like uh you know to get into a fraternity something like that i mean i think it's weird but i think it would be kind of cool if like you they had gotten away with it and stolen it and be like hey we stole that mcdonald's i, I think that's kind of cool if they would have been able to pull it off they go into this frat house and there's just this bench with ronald mcdonald there <laughs> yeah come to think of it that was a really big thing and you really don't see i mean i i see it once every now and then kind of but like you really don't see the benches with ronald mcdonald sitting there i think i think uh the united states is a little we're scared of clowns that makes sense i think people don't like clowns as much as they used to well i uh also know that mcdonald's are not really in walmarts anymore i guess they took them out there's one in town here that still has a mcdonald's but mcdonald's used to be in walmarts everywhere it used to be a big thing seems like it's a lot of it's a lot of subways. Well, it, even if it's a subway now, there's not even restaurants in there. I always thought that was kind of weird, I guess. Do your shopping and then, I guess, go eat at Subway. Yeah, I, I never really got – maybe that's why it's not there anymore, but I never really got my food in, in Walmart like that. Yeah, I've gotten them a couple times. I got a couple of McChickens while I was doing uh, some shopping in Walmart. But <laughs> anyways, we're going to move on to our next segment, and that's the donut hole. And Micah, I don't have a quiz for you. I don't have a movie. Oh. I don't have a movie review for you. Oh. 
gonna kind of change it up a little bit but you're gonna get to be part of this donut hole so are you ready okay yeah what's up well we are gonna review some of our favorite theme park rides micah and i have both been to different theme parks all over the u.s and i thought we could give our audience uh some takes that way we could give them some suggestions so when they go uh you know so uh how's that sound that sounds good to me you know i think all the amusement parks um, that I've been to, you've been to as well. I think, um, I don't think there's any that I've been to that, uh, you've definitely been to some that I haven't, but I think everyone that I've been to, you have as well. So I'll kick it off. Micah, first pick, what's one of your all-time favorite theme park or amusement park rides? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Titan at um, Six Flags Over Texas, the one in Arlington. Um, it's, you know, essentially I could have said Goliath or Titan cause I feel like they're kind of the same thing. Um, and when I say Goliath, Goliath is the same, is the same version of it essentially, but it's in, um, six flags over Georgia. So, but I mean, same color scheme, same, it, I think the tracks are just a little different. You just can't beat that first drop. I don't know what it is. You just can't beat that. Yeah. What else about it do you like? do you love so i i love um so if we're talking about the goliath version of it i think i don't think the titan has this one i don't know the goliath version i like the corkscrew part of it you know when it's uh and for those of you who don't know it's literally like a corkscrew to where it turns and the whole car like kind of turns sideways and you have all those g-forces on there and it kind of goes down um but yeah no i i love that part about it I also know when the camera is coming, so uh, for some reason I always like to try to lift up my shirt by the time the camera gets there. I, I don't know why that's a thing, but yeah. I uh, One of my favorites, and uh, Titan is definitely one of my favorites at Six Flags, uh, you know, and I, as we talked about last episode, we just came back from Universal Studios, but I think my all-time favorite is Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. It's really fun. I told Mike about this, and essentially how the car is set up is it's... Uh, two two cars so one part is the motorcycle part and one part is the sidecar if you can definitely get on the motorcycle part that part is cool and so you're riding on the track and you're going through uh, Hagrid's world uh, from Harry Potter and you're seeing all these cool things and uh, the bike is literally going at like 60 miles an hour and you know there are some parts where it kind of stops uh, on amusement park rides but this just keeps going and it keeps shooting you out and if you're on the motorbike it actually feels like you're riding a motorcycle um, and the wind is going crazy. And then like, there's this like, uh, surprise drop that you just don't expect that's coming. And so it's really cool to get to do that. The animatronics are great. Like it is probably the most popular ride at Universal Studios, but I definitely recommend that one. Are there any others that you recommend, uh, at Six Flags or any other theme parks that you've been? Heck yeah. So Six Flags wise, I definitely would say you got to do... <clears throat> Mr. Freeze at uh, Six Flags Over Texas. That one's really fun. Um, that's one of those to where it shoots you out, I don't know, extremely fast, and you do the whole entire thing. Um, it seems like it's, it only takes 30 seconds. It seems like the whole thing's like 30 seconds long, but it's... Well, they shoot you out backwards, right? So they shoot you... That's how you start off, and you sh get shot out backwards, and then you uh, get to a point, and then you do the whole coaster 
forwards again. So you're getting to do it twice. You literally go through the whole track and then it backs up like all the way up this track. So you're looking down the track, you know, and then you go back through the track, which I think is really, really fun. Um, there's a lot of them at Six Flags over Texas, but uh, just highlighting the really, really good ones. Superman, Six Flags over Georgia. I really like that one. That's a laydown coaster. And literally, you get to fly like Superman. Um, for some reason, I really like the parts where it goes super low to the ground. I, I don't know why. You're literally on your stomach, like, because you sit on the thing like a normal roller coaster thing, but then it inverts to where. Uh, once you start get going, it's like you're literally flying like Superman, and you're on your stomach, and that that part is pretty pretty fun. What did you think about the Joker at Six Flags over Texas Arlington? How did you feel about that? I one? felt like it was kind of the same as the Riddler over there. I liked it. It's got a lot of loops, man. It's got a lot of loops. Don't uh, don't wear a hat. Don't have a lot in your pockets. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, I think another one that I enjoyed uh, at six flags over georgia is uh monster plantation i don't think they have it anymore <laughs> yeah. but essentially you go on this ride right after uh lunch because it's like one of those floating animatronic rides where you just go through and then you kind of have like a small little baby drop and uh i don't know why maybe it's just for the nostalgia i think it was the nostalgia because you know it was kind of in the kitty part of the park and you know you'd always eat and I don't know. One time we just decided, like, man, it, it really sucks when you get right on a roller coaster right after you eat. So maybe let's find something. So there's Monster Plantation, and it, you know, you you ride this boat through the whole thing, and it's, I don't know, it looks like a scene out of a Tim Burton film. Like, you know, they've got all these weird characters, and it's supposed to be like a southern swamp and whatnot. And you know, you're on a set track, and they're having, like, this weird celebration, and all of a sudden, you know, the sheriff's like, oh, don't go in the marsh, don't go in the marsh, and you know you're going in the marsh, and I don't know, there was also something fun about, most of the time there was kids on the boat with you, so you could be like, no, let's not go in the marsh, I don't want to go in the marsh, and you could freak them out, that was always pretty fun, too. Yeah, I think uh, another one that I enjoy at Universal Studios is the Spider-Man ride. That one's really cool because half of it is 3D and then half of it is, like, live. So, like, when you're, like, going through some of, like, the smoke and stuff, like, there's actually mist in there. And then when, like, the Hobgoblin throws, like, the fireballs at you through the 3D, it, like, sh the car shifts and then there's actual, like, fire in your face, which is pretty cool. Um... And then another one that's really cool is Revenge of the Mummy because it starts off like that water ride where it's like, oh, yeah, don't go. We're supposed to go this way. Oh, but we're going to go the other way. And then it's a roller coaster straight in the dark. Like you don't know where you're going. And it, it's great. Um, it's a it's a great time. Um, are there any rides that you would say, you know what, if you're here, don't go to this ride? Like this is gonna be horrible. The one, the one that it just immediately comes to mind. I don't know what they call it now. I think you said you went to Six Flags Over Georgia and it was named different. But they used to call it the Ninja. Oh man! And the, the whole joke was there was never a line. First of all, I think it freaked people out because to get to the roller coaster, you had to walk out on this. It wasn't like rickety, but it was kind of this like wooden walkway that went over this really nasty water. It was like retention water. There's this, and there's these fish in this water. But anyways, I don't think people wanted to, it just didn't look great. And then you get there and 
I don't know. It it really hurt. Like that that roller coaster always hurt really really bad. And the whole joke was always like, "Yep, I'm gonna get my ass whooped." And then you go on the ride, and it's like, "Yep, I got my ass whooped by the ninja." Because it, it was really bad. Those padding, like the padding that was on either side, I, I don't know. I guess it was weathered and like really hard. You know the, the like styrofoam when it gets like really weathered, it gets super hard. Like I, I felt like that's what had happened over time with that thing. Also, the Georgia Cyclone, any of the wooden roller coasters. If you're younger, you could take it, but the older that we get, like it, it just jacks my back up really, really bad. The Great American Scream Machine, I do not think that's a big wooden roller coaster. And used to, we would sit in the very back car because it would kind of lift up and slam down and all sorts of stuff. I couldn't do that now, tell you that much. Um, I'll tell you one that I want to go to that I have not been to, and I know you're the same way, but it's the Six Flags New Jersey. And it's a roller coaster called King to Ka. And that thing looks amazing. It's one of the biggest roller coasters in the whole entire world. Uh, so as far as drops and speed and all that good stuff. Well, and it's one of those. I think we have a theme here, but um, it shoots you out. You know, it literally starts you off and you just accelerate up the hill. And then so, you know, before you know it, you're up this hill. And I, I don't know. That's a lot better for me personally. And this is just a side note. Um I'm okay with heights, but Chris will tell you on things like Titan and stuff, when I get close to the top, I'm not looking. I'm not looking at all until we get pretty much going over the edge. I don't know, man. It just kind of freaks me out. So if you shoot me over that hill, we're, we're good. Yeah, that's how I feel. I hate whenever you're just waiting and it goes clink, 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 and you're just waiting to get there. But I like when it just shoots you. And, yeah, the one I will say not to ride at – at Universal Studios, and just because it's lame, it's the Fast and Furious one. They just put you all in a party bus, and there's really nothing to it, and it's stupid. Uh, but real quick, and this will be the last thing: tell them the formula, or do you want to keep that secret? You want to keep the se- formula secret to to theme parks of how we figured out how to do them? Hey, why? Not? We could tell it now, um, and when we go big, we might regret it, right? But hey, for our OGs, we'll definitely tell it. So what we always try to do, a lot of times they will open up the back of the park. Um, You know, they have an opening time where they'll open the front gate and they'll have a few rides open in the front. But you want to just skip all of those because everybody's going to be in line for those, right? So say the gate's open at 930, you know the back of the park's probably going to open at 10. So you go over there and you wait for 10. And when they open those ropes, man, the whole back of the park is yours. Everybody's still stuck at the front because they're all going for the rides that were open. You ride as much as you want in the back. That initial wave of people, I don't know what it is about amusement parks, but at least what I've noticed is you have that first initial wave of people that will get there when it opens. Then you kind of have a lull for a while. And then so basically during that lull where everybody that was in the front of the park has moved to the back of the park, then you move to the front of the park and you ride the crap out of the stuff in the front. And, hey, now you've rode everything that you want to ride, and it's probably, you know, noon or 1 o'clock. And you've rode everything you want to ride two, three times, and now you can pick and choose what you want to do from there then on in because, you know, from then on in you're probably going to have lines wherever you go. But, again, you've already rode everything you want to ride. You can pick and choose and say, okay, I want to ride this again, and I'll wait in line for that. I will say – uh, on top of that, pick what you pick your favorite ride to ride very first. Like, go ahead and get it out of the way once you get the park open, and then head to the back of the park. 
uh, unless your favorite ride is in the back of the park. And also with water rides, don't wait until the heat of the day to go ride them. Ride them like immediately because everybody is trying to cool off and everybody will be trying to ride those water rides in the heat of the day. Yeah, you bet, Nin. You do not want to. We've been in those situations so many times where you wait two and a half, three hours for a water ride. For a, I mean, we've waited two hours for a dinky log drop just to get splashed for a little bit. But, I mean, the thing is – a lot of these amusement parks uh, will have, like, misters or areas to cool off in. I would say take the free stuff and don't, you know, don't wait in a long line just to go get splashed for a little bit. Go. We stood in those misters for how long, Chris? And that cooled us off instantly. Cool deal. Well, those are some theme park tips if you ever go to the theme parks, and we love those. But, hey, we're going to move into what fries my donuts and buddy. What's got you all fried up today? Ah, uh, and this is just kind of a general thing, and you're going to be like, this is oddly specific. But when one task turns into 50. Oh, yeah, that sucks. And that's been like the theme of my life here lately. It's like, okay, we're going to do something incredibly simple. Um, for instance, the other day, I was going to go hang up a picture. And I had the frame, I had the picture. So you think, okay, you put the picture in the frame, you go, and you you know, whatever. What is that prompt, though? Okay, I put the picture in the thing, and, and now it's in the frame. Now, let's go get a hammer and nails, right? You go over here, and then you realize either you've misplaced your hammer, or somebody else has misplaced your hammer. So now you're looking around for your hammer. In the process of looking around for your hammer, something else happens. Uh, in my case, the dog vomited. So now, you're cleaning up the vomit from your dog, and then you have to go back into your task and go okay what was i looking for oh yes yes the hammer we're looking for the hammer so you go all around then you look for the hammer then you go okay well this kind of doesn't do anything without nails so then you look for nails in the meantime work calls you and it's like hold on and then you have to come back to it and before you know it something that was extremely small of a task like hanging up a picture on the wall has now taken about an hour and a half of your time because either stuff has taken you away from it or you couldn't find the necessary things that you needed to do it. But it's supposed to be the easiest thing that would take two seconds. When something's missing some hardware or the holes are not pre-drilled right. And then you're like, oh, I'm missing some hard hardware. So I got to go make sure, do I have the right hardware for it? If not, I got to go to the store and go get... I got to go to the and store. Then, and then you sometimes, if you're like me, you'd be like, oh, this was not the right size. Now I got to go back. So it's, yeah, I get that, man. It's frustrating because you're just like, this should have taken me five minutes and now it's two hours. Yeah, heck yeah. And that, I don't know why that's been seeming to happen to me quite a bit here lately where it's like, man, um, and I think it, it honestly happens when you have a lot to do. It seems like that's when it tends to happen a lot is uh, there's all this stuff that'll take you off of your main missions or sidetrack the mess out of you. And it's, it's really frustrating because you just want to get what you want done. Uh, just another example. I don't know why it always happens when I'm trying to eat. It always happens too when I'm trying to eat and like stuff always be popping off when I'm trying to eat. And like, I'm, I, and it's a lot of the times it's not even like, it's like I sat down the, the plate steaming and I'm like, Oh yeah, I got my food. I'm ready to dig into this mug. And it's like the moment you ready to dig in. So it's like, Oh, can you do this right quick? Or, Oh, can this happen? And literally it won't be the only thing right like literally you'll get up and you'll go okay fine but then you realize okay this wasn't done and this needs to be taken care of before i sit down and then it's it's like i don't know one thing just tends to multiply and it's like man 
I just want to eat or I just want to hang up a picture or I just want to, you know, at, at work it happens like that too. And it's like, I just want to do this one thing. I'm not trying to get into 40 other things on the back end. Like, I just want to do this one thing. That's it. That would happen to me all the time when I was a manager. It would literally be right when I sit down to eat. And when you're your manager, like, you had to sit and eat in the back office sometimes. And then somebody would be like, hey, like, you have to go deal with this problem. And you're like, oh, crap. And then as soon as, like, you're out there, everybody's like, oh, there's the manager. So then all the problems pile up. And it takes you like 30 minutes just to finally get back to your seat where you go eat. I get that. Oh, yeah. You got to you gotta beat people off with a stick. I don't know why. Like, you literally, it's like all the questions from the entire world. And that's, that's something else that fries my donuts America and the world internationally. All I'm saying is for my employees, most of the time we have a weekly meeting and we have a daily meeting where you could say whatever you want, air out your grievances, any problems that you have, they will wait and they won't say anything during these these times. Then they'll get me off on the side again when I'm trying to eat or when I'm trying to do something. And that's when they try to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm having this problem. And it's like, man, we should have handled this. Anyways, that's something else that fries my donuts. But, but have you ever noticed, like, before you go to eat, everything is quiet and calm and nothing is like happening and you're like oh, okay this is a good time to go eat right now i'm gonna go take a break and especially when you a busy manager oh heck yeah it's like you got to take the time when you can if it lulls you got to take it you got to go and so I, yeah exactly it's like oh it gets real calm everything's fine enough time for you to make your food <laughs> but by the time you sit down and eat there it is. I get that, man. That's tough. It's frustrating, but yeah, that's what fries my donuts, man. You know how it goes. Yeah, I know how it goes, man. Well, we're going to go to our next segment, which is the improv segment. That's our mystery donut. So, I think we're playing the story game, right? Yeah, so I'm going to create a sentence, you're going to create a sentence, and we're going to fill this story in. Do we have, like, a theme or anything? Uh, I mean, we, could, we, we got the trusty hat with uh, situations and accents. I mean... We could always do it in a situation or something. There you go. Well, let's pull out the hat. Fishing on a river. Fishing on a river. All right, I'll let you start. All right. Well, there I was, looking down at the big mouth of a big bass. He had swallowed two of my minnows earlier, and I finally got him on the hook. He kept running from me. So I kept reeling him in, and then what I told him, when I got him to the boat, you're mine now. Then, all of a sudden, the boat flipped over. I lost the fish and my pole. I don't know what happened. Next thing I know, everything's going down the river. Found later that the cause of the boat being flipped over was a seagull that had drunk too much beer from some other fisherman, ran into the boat, flipped it Next over. thing you know, I called the game board and said, who the hell's feeding beer to seagulls? around here and the game board told me it was some guy from Louisiana I said Louisiana who the heck's from Louisiana from around here feeding beer to seagulls and then I also found out the game warden had just graduated college so he wasn't much help to me at all and I told that guy you're just a whippersnapper I don't know what you're doing out here you ain't even qualified who got you this job your daddy then turns out the game warden's dad was actually the sheriff of the county that I live in, so I got put in handcuffs. Next thing you know, old Daryl's in his cell and playing his harmonica. They said that I would get one phone call, but when I tried to call my wife, I just got the answer. Well, guess I'm gonna stay in here 
and uh, annoy these guys. My wife finally came to bail me out after I got beat up for annoying them. And I told her a joke. She didn't appreciate it. I said, you here for a conjugal visit? Or? The end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you know middle-aged dudes like that that's like literally they're in a bad situation. Their wife could be there to pick them up. And she's like, hey, you here for a conjugal visit? It's like, no, I'm here to pick your dumb ass up. <laughs> Crazy stuff. I don't know why everything that we try to do or stories, they always ends up in jail or something. I don't know why that always happened. We have we have interesting minds that were warped by Family Guy and Lockup on MSNBC. Well, we're going to move into our positive advice, which is our nuclear. And I'll go ahead and go first. Um, just kind of remind yourself that success doesn't happen overnight. And the things that you want to happen doesn't happen overnight. And So don't get so antsy or get impatient with it. I know a lot of times... We live in a society where things are instant and things go viral within minutes and people get their 15 minutes of fame. But just know that whatever you're working on, things that are worth having and waiting for, uh, you know, they're worth the hard work. And so just know that success is not overnight. Uh, don't let the media and society fool you into thinking that because most of the things that um, get that 15 minutes of fame, they don't last, but whenever you wait, put in the effort and stuff, the success and the good things will last. So yeah, success doesn't happen overnight. And that kind of leads into mine. Um, mine is take things slow. In fact, one at a time or you'll miss stuff. That's something else I've been going through the last few weeks. And I think kind of going back to what fries my donuts, you know, the, when those one task turned into 50 and you feel like that list is never going to end, it's really, really easy to try to knock those things off the list. And if you're anything like me, I don't know, I tend to think about, okay, I'm going to get this, this, and this done. And then once I get this done, I'm a, I'm a planner. I like to think ahead. I like to be efficient at things. But sometimes you can be so efficient and you could literally look into things so hard and try to go into them too fast without a formulated plan to where you might think it's efficient, but it really isn't. Because what ends up happening is you miss stuff along the way. Um, and it might be small stuff. It may be big stuff. You know, uh, prime example, I was going to, uh, I was going to, I guess, a hunting lodge with uh, my father-in-law, future father-in-law, and I was headed up there, and I was so eager to leave town, and I had this list and everything, and I thought I had tackled everything on the list. And I kid you not, I get halfway down there and I'm looking through my car and I realize, oh man, I forgot my sleeping bag. Oh man, I forgot my pillow. Oh man, I forgot. And the reason was, I didn't stop at the storage unit, right? And that seems like such a stupid thing to do, but at the same time, it was one thing on the list. And when you think about, okay, I got to do this, 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 and this, sometimes you can inadvertently check some of those things off the list and say, yep, I already did that. Yep, I already did that. And it's like, all right, it's time to head out of town. Yeah, you're right. Let's get out of town. Let's go. But in reality, you're not actually checking with yourself like what's actually happening, and you just rush into it. And that's, like I said, that's a small example, but it can really have big effects in life if you let it. Yeah, that's really good. I know for me, I have the tendency to like try to do three things at one time, and my I like bounce bounce between the three just because that's how my mind works. My mind works so fast um, and I get distracted very easily, but uh, it is good to take one thing at a time. Like Snoop, sa Snoop said, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to finish the rest of the song. 
but he said, I'm going to take my time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's been a great show. Tell them where they can go to find all the stuff. TVTrashCan.com. TVTrashCan.com. Hopefully, by the time y'all are listening to this, maybe I'll have found Wife Swap to put on the website. Oh, dude, I totally dropped the ball today. We're recording, and you know what? I forgot to say, may the fourth be with you. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and you're supposed to say, and also with you for all of our Catholic friends. There you go. Um, well, I'll pay my penance if I ever have to sit through another rosary. So, uh, You know what you could do to pay your penance? You can just watch uh, <laughs> episodes 7, 8, and 9. There you go. Pay your penance. Uh, can I just That's go to the rosary? <laughs> All right, well... Whatever floats your boat. Well, you, you know the rest. YouTube, Facebook, all that good jazz. But, yeah, man, I think we're about ready to take this donut box out to the trash. All right, well, sign us off, man. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah.